0: Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, a top 10 university for online bachelor's programs. Tap to learn more or visit us at asuonline.asu.edu. And now a public service announcement from Carolers Against Bad Gifts.
1: Tis the season we could wear. lots of cash. We don't want another toaster. lots of cash. Could you just give us scratch tickets? lots of cash. Then
0: we won't have to return gifts. lots of
1: season give them what they really want give them holiday scratch tickets from the texas lottery
0: must be 18 or older play responsibly you knew the job was dangerous when you took it fred i have a question be respectful of me you can act like a man
1: he's colossal stupendous one might even go so far as to say he's mediocre i guess i should salute you with a worthy adversary and all that but the truth is i really did hate your guts this is our single store podcast Folks, if this story gets a little repetitive, forgive me, but I, I, I can't remember whether I told the Salcedo Storm podcast or whether I told the Newsmax shows or I told the Voice of Texas shows about what happened, at least according to uh, some of the air conditioning guys that I've been talking with because of some of the work they've been doing at the house, uh, what happened to the state of Texas in the 1990s? What happened was a lot of new construction in the 90s included heat pumps in the state of Texas, new construction to warm our homes. Now, what you don't know about heat pumps, let me fill in some of the blanks. First off, they're electric. They're highly inefficient. And the reason why we found them in construction in the 1990s was because those in the power companies were able to exert enough political pressure on then the Democrats to basically incentivize builders to put in these heat pumps to to heat texas homes now the reason why the electric companies wanted this is because they got sick and tired of texans switching to clean burning efficient natural gas and cheap natural gas in the winter time to uh, heat their homes because during the summertime, lots of electricity was being used to air condition our homes and the greedy electric companies got sick and tired of the drop-off every single fall and winter So in the 1990s, the Democrats facilitated this massive push for new construction to have heat pumps. And I've got one of them in my home. So what I've instructed my my, uh, AC people to do is to bypass the heat pump. I don't want to use it at all. I want to use inexpensive natural gas that's clean burning and highly efficient. And by the way, warms up my house exponentially faster than any heat pump will. Plus, here's the problem with heat pumps, folks. They don't work well when the temperature starts getting below freezing. As a matter of fact, when it hits zero in some some places around this country, we do get sub-zero temperatures. Heat pumps don't function at all. And so this is why I don't want to deal with them anymore. Now, Everybody might say, well, that's a nice little history lesson. Ah, but it's not history. Right now, Beijing Biden. Beijing Biden is using the War Powers Act to facilitate the building of heat pumps to put into houses. Inefficient, energy-gobbling heat pumps. And as stated, because they're not reliable in certain temperatures, they'll be putting human life at risk. In the 1990s, the Democrats here wouldn't go so far as to not have some sort of redundancy. So the way they were set up was uh, heat pumps in the House. And then if the heat pump fails, then all of a sudden your natural gas blower secondary heat kicks in. There is no indication that Beijing Biden is even considering secondary heat. So people will die if we if we continue on this trajectory. Democrats will kill people the same way they did in Snowmageddon here in the state of Texas. Now, this same push for inferior technology is happening with this push by the Democrat Socialists for electric vehicles. One problem with that, again, they they aren't reliable. Not only do they not go as far as gas-driven vehicles, limiting our mobility, they also cost us an arm and a leg, not only in purchase, but also keeping them on the road. This is from Consumer Reports. Electric vehicle owners continue to report far more problems with their vehicles than owners of conventional cars or hybrids, according to Consumer Reports' newly released annual Car Reliability Survey. The survey reveals that, on average, EVs from the past three model years had 79% more problems than conventional cars. Based on owner responses on more than 330,000 vehicles, the survey covers 20 potential problem areas, including engine, transmission, electric motors, leaks, and infotainment systems. The article from Consumer Report goes on. Most electric cars today are being manufactured by either legacy automakers that are new to EV technology or by companies like Rivian that are new to making cars says Jake Fisher, Senior Director of Auto Testing at Consumer Reports. So naturally, Beijing Biden wants to force all of us to have to accept inferior technology just so he can deliver for his left-wing kook fringe base. Again, disadvantaging Americans and saddling us not only with expensive, more expensive car repairs, uh, taking away our mobility, but in the case of the heat pumps, Joe Biden putting human lives at risk to give a nod to the communists in our midst. Just some food for thought, folks, as we get into the show behind the show. With our buddy Sean Chastain, next on the Salcedo Storm Podcast.
0: And now a word from our sponsor.
1: Does the state of the economy have your head spinning? Let American Medical Plans relieve one burden, health insurance. American Medical Plans specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero copays and no deductibles. You choose your doctors, you choose your hospitals. These plans have nothing to do with your income and are 30 to 60 percent less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance, call American Medical Plans you deserve better they will customize a plan managed and chosen by you not the government a liberty-loving
0: american takes on washington hollywood and the whole media establishment he's chris salcedo join his fight tune in to the chris salcedo show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax.
1: Everybody's got an agenda, right? And in America, for the time being, that's okay. But I think folks would be stupid to fund an agenda that doesn't align with their own. Patriot Mobile can help you with that. When you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, you're going to get an industry-leading coverage guarantee. You're going to get all kinds of discounts for our first responder heroes and our veterans. But you're also going to be supporting a company that supports your values and donates to your values. And there's an added bonus. You'll also be supporting me, your liberty-loving Latino. Every single person who goes to patriotmobile.com storm and makes the switch, you support the Salcedo Storm podcast, keeping my voice independent. Hey, I worked for a company that changed the rules in the middle of the game. I couldn't talk about the issues important to you. It was then I realized my voice needed to be independent. I think Tucker Carlson's discovering that too. Head to patriotmobile.com slash storm. Make the switch today, use my promo code storm, get free activation, and stop funding the woke, crowd. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to PatriotMobile.com slash
0: Storm. The establishment media is out of touch with the real things real Texans care about. Real news for real Texans. That's what Texas Scorecard does every day. Learn more and subscribe for free. TexasScorecard.com slash Chris.
1: Folks, time for the show behind the show and our buddy Sean Chastain is on. Hey man. Hey buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I know that you you gave this uh, this audience, this is a while back. the The recipe for what was it? It was beer bread, wasn't it? It was it beer cornbread or beer bread?
0: No, just beer bread.
1: Beer, yeah. yeah, beer bread. Now, for the folks who may have missed that recipe because it's really simple, go ahead and tell them what you do.
0: Three cups sifted flour, sifted flour, three teaspoons of baking powder. And a quarter cup of sugar and a 12 ounce beer of your choice. Mix it all together. Throw it in an oven. I think at around 350 for it, an hour. For an hour. Or pour, pour about a half a stick of melted butter over it while it's in the oven, and, or before you put it in the oven. And then, uh, yeah, 350 for an hour. Oh, there you go. golly, yeah.
1: yeah. it just it just makes your mouth water. Now the reason I bring it's this up is super because super
0: hearty, super crusty, really good for soups and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the reason I bring this up. Mrs. Salcedo and my mother-in-law have gotten into sourdough and the starters, and there's a whole science to it. I don't pretend to understand it, but you know, or maybe maybe you don't, but you tell me if you do, that families uh, have been passing down bread starters for generations, some of them, uh, some, some of them over 100 years, because basically it's a process that you build up and then you take a little bit out, save it for the next batch, because it yep. has the active yeast in it. And then you feed it some more, and then you make up another loaf. And so basically you can trace back bread through the centuries because there's a little bit of the original loaf that makes it into the into the new batches. So yeah. they're into that now. And they're and my wife's getting damn good at it.
0: So <laughs> uh, yeah, some of that's some of the sourdough could be an acquired taste. I mean, it is sour, but it's uh, it's mighty yummy. I think, yeah. Now
1: there's a there's and a. I
0: think I mean. Go ahead. That that original sourdough bread company in San Francisco. I mean, it does. It goes back like 200 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The true. Original, the original sourdough. And there's a process by which
1: you take off waste off of each batch to make room for for something else. Uh, for for building up and feeding it some more. That's what they call because it, it's an active culture. So they call it feeding it. And the waste you can make tortas out of. You can make pancakes out of. My my mother-in-law made English muffins, homemade English muffins, mm. out of them. I know my house has been amazing since Thanksgiving, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: And yeah, then, that's. That's the best part of baking is just the smell of the house, man. It's just so great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Have you ever cooked in a Dutch oven before?
0: Um Yeah, I mean soups and stews, but never breads or anything like that.
1: Pretty damn cool. I didn't even know there were, I mean I'd heard the I've heard of a Dutch oven, but I, Right. shows you how much I pay you, attention. You, I thought you've it was You given a
0: Dutch oven, I'm
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was you know, an actual configuration for an oven. But it actually turns out it's it's a kind of a ceramic oh. pot, you know.
0: Um, I thought you told me you thought it, you, it was when you uh, pulled the covers over your spouse and then farted. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> is that's a, a Dutch oven.
1: That's not the Dutch oven. What, what do they call that anyway? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's... That's the Dutch oven. Look it up in Urban Dictionary. There
1: you go. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking speaking of uh, of things that don't make any sense, <laughs> like that didn't make any sense, uh, have you been keeping track? <laughs> they call it. The old call that you, but you you call it a Dutch oven pulling the, the covers over your wife's head and farting, seriously? Yes.
0: Uh, look, look it up if you don't believe me.
1: Okay, I will. I will. Well... <laughs> sp- <laughs> Speaking of something that is is tantamount to a fart in church, have you been have you been keeping track of the Houston mayor's race? I have not. Now you know there's no there's no Republican involved. It's Democrat on Democrat down there for the runoff.
0: Mm.
1: Now Sheila Jackson Lee is one of the finalists, and he's going up. She's going up against John Whitmire. Okay. And Sheila Jackson Lee decided she'd run some. Uh, some some advertisements uh, to get people to do their early voting and get out there and vote on Election Day. Now, what you need to know is Election Day is December 9th. It's a Saturday, okay, sure. for for the runoff election in the city of Houston. Now, Sheila Jackson Lane, you can find this on, on the Chris Salcedo Show's Twitter presence on X, which would be uh, at C Salcedo Show. There's a still shot of Sheila Jackson Lee's advertisement that she's running on the Houston airwaves. And it says vote on or before December 7th. (laughs) Yeah. Early voting stops on December 5th, which is in two days. And so she's running an ad (laughs) that says
0: vote. Tremendous
1: vote on or before December 7th. Now this is the woman. This is the woman who said that she th- was wondering if our astronauts had seen the flag on Mars that was planted, if right. the rovers, rather, on Mars were seeing the flag that we planted there when our astronauts traveled to Mars. The,
0: right.
1: This is the woman who says she wants to see African American names reflected in the names of hurricanes, because <laughs> in the interest of equality. And now,
0: what's an African American name?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I I don't remember the ones she was citing. I think Keisha was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I dude, I don't pretend I don't understand this woman. And right. The the, yeah. the very same uh, caliber of intelligence that Sheila Jackson Lee brings to the table in Congress, she is now saying to the voters in Houston, vote on or before December seventh.
0: Yeah, that is fantastic. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure she had nothing to do with it and no idea about it. It was just some idiot uh, advertising agency or some, you know, more than likely 20-year-old staffer that gave the copy to the the agency, but still, it's it's pretty damn funny.
1: Well, have you heard, because we've played it extensively, I don't want to play it now, but we've played it extensively, that leaked audio. Of Sheila Jackson Lee dressing down because you mentioned young staffers, right. of, of her dressing down her, her yeah. good for nothing staffers. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know who that indicts more: the staffers or her for hiring them.
0: Oh yeah, I, I mean, and, and like I think I said at the time that I'm sure that goes on in every office, of you know, political office or even you know, just your your commonplace workplace office that has a bunch of idiot 20 year old staffers. So you know, <laughs> I'm sure you could find that same conversation going on a hundred times a day around the country, you know, but, but to have it rolled on and to uh, have it be a Congresswoman. Yeah. That's, that's special.
1: Right. And then, so, so she dresses down these, these, 20-somethings, these these young people in her office saying they're good for nothing, and I'm cleaning it up here, folks, but she dropped F-bombs and all kinds of curse words cursing right. these young people out. So she says that her staff, that her office is staffed with a bunch of nincompoops, and she hired them, so... And so what is more egregious? Sheila Jackson Lee's decision-making process hiring a bunch of boobs or the voters in her district for hiring Sheila Jackson Lee who is yeah. practiced in hiring a bunch of boobs.
0: <laughs> Luckily I don't live in her district and yeah. uh, the time I spend thinking about Sheila Jackson Lee is pretty limited. <laughs> so.
1: You know, and I'm if she weren't happy with that, if she weren't making decisions that, that hurt the country, I, I wouldn't give her any thoughts either. Um, and frankly, Sheila Jackson Lee doesn't have very many thoughts uh, either. So uh, wh- while we're talking about uh, things outside of Texas, I'm sure you heard that our that our ships are uh, under attack this weekend in the Red Sea
0: yeah well, I didn't hear a ton about it. I did see a Daily Mail story about how we're having to defend u s ships. Uh, and so, I don't know if that's commercial ships or um, or uh, military ships, but it just said u s ships. So uh, yeah, well, it's a, drone attacks,
1: yeah. yeah, the answer is yes, it's it's both. Uh, the u s s oh, Carney, okay. which is uh, one of our destroyers. Uh, uh-huh. Along with its with its group under attack by these drones, as well as commercial
0: fleets, it just you know I mean I I don't know much about anything, but listening to uh, Mark Levin uh, on the way home sometimes mm-hmm. it, it it is just disgusting what the Biden administration has done to support Hamas, support Iran, support Hezbollah. And we continue to give them money, and this is what we get. And I think I saw the other day it was like 74 attacks on U.S. Um, interests in the Middle East, and not one response.
1: And nobody is. And don't you find it odd that they're not telling us who is attacking our ships? They're not. Right, they're not. Right. And you get the sense they're not. They're they're holding that back because if we know who's attacking us, then of course the inevitable calls will come. Why aren't you right. doing something about it? So <laughs> right. they don't want right. to do anything about it, so they're just not going to tell us who's attacking us.
0: Yeah, it, it's just, man, this next election can't get here soon enough. I'm with you. I'm going broke. We're about to go into World War III. There's, you know, gas prices starting to inch up again. And Danny I don't know how much more i can take
1: i'm with you buddy i'm with you you know what and the, the republican party on the national level i mean i'm i got accolades and i didn't enjoy it but i got accolades for an interview i gave on the newsmax show to a republican i said and he was one of these guys that voted to oust george santos who i don't think is a great uh, guy you know but he's already said he's leaving now he's dumb. yeah he's right. not he's but, already said he's leaving he's not convicted right. of anything but they no. but three votes, they, they took three votes to try to get rid of this guy to, to diminish their razor thin margin even more. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if you Republicans paid half as much attention at taking out these Marxists and these socialists who are doing damage to your constituents, you guys might actually be a yeah. viable party and start winning more elections.
0: Well, all we have to do is do what the Democrats do when it comes to that kind of stuff. Bowman pulls a fire alarm and should probably be in jail for that. Uh, Meanwhile, he gets a slap on the wrist with, you know, a a plea deal. And nobody says a word. Nobody even brings up. Maybe we should kick him out of Congress for that. Right. And yet here we got this, this meathead Santos that isn't running again. The district's probably going to swap anyway. Um, and, And, we we got to spend time and energy kicking him out, like you said, to, you know, give us even more of a razor thin margin. Just stop taking the high road because it doesn't matter. Because you're Just not going to get any. The right way. Yeah. yeah. It, you don't get any accolades for that. You don't get any bonus points.
1: That's right. There's nothing. That's right. And do seemed... what the
0: Democrats do.
1: Yeah, And have you heard the Republican National Committee is nearly broke?
0: Have you heard that? Spending all that money on flowers like Ronald McDaniel does. I'm not
1: surprised. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the the donations are drying up because the Republican establishment hates its voters. And who wants to vote to that? I mean, you could see it on yeah. the, in the no, Texas it, House. You can see the, the Texas House leadership, the so-called Republicans, they hate their voters. The mm-hmm. national level, they hate their voters. And they're, they're supposed to be impartial in this primary and of course, what do they do? They schedule the first three debates on never Trump networks. Oh yeah. Nothing says impartiality like that,
0: you know, Right, right. it's just dude. No, the, the whole, the whole party is just, uh, and, and again, just like any other election, you know, it, it be it uh, a national state, local, or, you know, the Republican national committee, um, we get. What we deserve, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. the people in charge are establishments and hate Trump and hate us. And that's what we deserve because we keep electing them. So it's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. It, I, I guess it, it's not bad enough, so it ain't going to change it.
1: Yeah. And these guys want to continue to be elected and they just they want to continue the illusion that they're out there and they're opposing Democrats and they all talk flowery and pretty. But when it comes to taking action, for, Sean, just just consider this: the number one accomplishment for the Republican-controlled House in 2023 is throwing one of their own out. That's their only yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. Can can you? Yeah. Yeah. No. Got no that?
0: time. Got no
1: patience, man. Can you uh, run on that? Can I mean seriously?
0: Can, sure. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Look what we did. We uh, we took the high road.
1: Yeah. yeah, and we have nothing to show
0: for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, we got rid of a scumbag It was not going to run again anyway. And yeah, but so, we couldn't get a hold we, of,
1: we couldn't get rid of a scumbag by the name of Alejandro Mayorkas, and we couldn't get rid of the scumbag by the name of yeah. Joe Biden. But we sure as hell could go after some obscure, uh, crazy uh, Republican. Yep,
0: uh, thank goodness right.
1: we got rid of that guy, you know?
0: Hey, and then we got, uh, you know, we got rid of McCarthy, and uh, oh, yeah, and then passed another CR. So, yeah. OK. Yeah. Terrific. Jesus, man. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating. It's and again, not bad enough. So it's not going to change and we get what we deserve.
1: Well, it's not all gloom and doom. There are some conservatives who believe in actually delivering for their voters. I interviewed on Friday uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton. He's suing <laughs> Pfizer for misrepresenting the china virus vaccine efficacy and i know you are very opinionated about what they did to us both in the public and private sectors what they did to us sure. and they're also they're also suing is the state of texas uh pfizer for conspiring to censor public discourse uh, on the efficacy of these china virus vaccines what do you think
0: right well yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm glad i don't know you know, I mean, Ken Paxson has sued the federal government like 38 times. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that a whole lot's changed. And then, you know, you got freaking federal judges that uh, let the uh, Border Patrol snip razor wire again. Yeah. So, so what does it matter is my basic point. You know, I'm glad Ken Paxson is doing that. And it's certainly worth highlighting. But... You know, doesn't well, matter when you see the federal government.
1: Well, let's let's just let's just look at this because what he's alleging is that Pfizer misrepresented the data and the the the, the information he gave me in their preliminary findings was that they said it was ninety five percent effective, and it turns yeah. out the data that the attorney general's office claims that they have found shows no, it was never that high. It was more like one percent. <laughs> like, right. holy yeah. moly. Yeah. R- really? Yeah. And, and so w- if people can start proving harm, and by the way, they vi- if it, if they are guilty of this, and I have to stress, if Pfizer is guilty of this, they broke Texas law. And you know that the federal government indemnified uh, federal prosecution of, of big pharma, but they didn't indemnify from, they can't from state prosecution. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Plus, look, you and I both know People that that you've known longer than me who were uh, lifelong uh, devotees to certain companies out there that lost their jobs for not taking yeah. this jab, that that lost their gigs. I mean, we're talking three decades of service to one <laughs> company, and they were out on their yeah. asses for, for not taking this jab. But now the attorney general's office of Texas says we have indications that they weren't honest about the efficacy.
0: Yeah. No, well, I mean, I think that was pretty evident right off the bat. But you know, with the evidence, that's yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. The um, the yeah, the, the only problem suing Pfizer is, yeah, how much money does that cost, and how much time does it take, and what do we get out of it at the end? Settlement. I mean, I
1: would I would, I would assume there would be a settlement. Well, because, I'm sure, yeah. but
0: you know, Pfizer has pretty much unlimited money. Yeah, ours. It ours. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And you know, so do we want to spend the billions of dollars in in Texas funds to go after, you know, getting some of that back? I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, but
0: I mean, I, I mean, it's it's worthy. There's no doubt,
1: right? Because 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 companies can't I, be allowed to lie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You can't you can't let them get away with it. If they are but, guilty, you know, right, if they're guilty. How much, how much effort is is worth putting into it. Yeah, well. You know, it's thinking, talking about the shots and stuff, there's going to be a day when we really need shots, and even common medicines now. I saw some study the other day that people are just leery of getting, you know, proven 100-year-old shots just because of the mess that Pfizer caused in the pandemic and, and Johnson and Johnson and the federal government and everybody else that now we just don't trust the medical system. And yeah. that it's a little scary, you know, cause it's
1: not our fault, dude. It wasn't us.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't, no, the- it wasn't, but it's still scary that there are people that need actual proven medicines and aren't getting them or aren't taking them because yeah. they're, distrustful of big pharma and
1: not only that yeah you know
0: they they screwed the whole system they screwed a whole bunch of good people and killed a whole bunch of good people um you know i mean how many athletes have we seen go down with heart failure in the prime of their careers that uh shouldn't you know nothing should have happened to them
1: well there is preliminary data there is preliminary data and some medical experts are out there going on record saying that there is, there is a tie and, uh, to, to, to what's going on with some of these vaccines. But I, but I think if it's, it's one thing to come out with a product that you find out, hey, maybe it wasn't performing as we thought, right? That, that's one thing. Right. But if, if you already had the data that it wasn't going to perform and you knew it wasn't going to perform, th- that's something altogether different that that yeah. that's and then yeah. then if you were when people started asking questions then you started working to suppress the people asking questions and uh, medical professionals again leading to what you're talking to uh, about sean which is which is putting this this blanket of distrust over the medical community which is exactly yeah. what they did just for trying to ask questions about about people trying to ask questions about their own damn health and this is this is, this is where this all leads and why I can't, it can't stand, in my opinion, what they did.
0: Yeah, oh, you're right. And again, my, my concern, um, you know, as one who lives paycheck to paycheck and, yeah. and is uh, paying way too much in property tax and school tax and all that crap, and, and then, you know, to hear that the state is now going to spend money air conditioning prisons, and i don't know it's just how much texas money do we want to spend
1: yeah i understand dude and I, on that. I you know it's it's by the way he's also suing to stop the the biden regime from cutting down the border barriers again and there was a an appellate judge that that basically said uh, an appellate court that said that we got to remove the, the water barriers. And, and Abbott says he's taking it all the way to the Supreme court if he has to. But again, yeah. when, when, when the guys do stand up and use their power to defend us rather than what, you know, like guys like Dade Phelan do, they use their power to stab us in the back. I think it's, you, you got to give them props when they do that, you know?
0: Well, Guys like Dave Feeling, we get what we deserve Man. once again.
1: Well, so. there's that. Well, and the last thing I wanted to run by you, and this is something that I know you're aware of, and I, I know you don't support it, but the way this was packaged was I th- I, th- I found to be very interesting because it's very, it's not at all what it's being packaged to be. Texas gets one step closer to leaving the U.S., writes Newsweek. Now, that's not what it says that's not what is is happening here this is the is
0: is this about that convention that was down in houston a month or so ago
1: no well it is it is tangentially tied to that but here's well there was was like a hundred
0: people there so let's just tap the brakes a little bit
1: well what i want what i want to let you know is is that there is a there is a campaign now that will put this referendum on the primary ballot, so th- the the Texas nationalists they have for years pushed for a referendum on Texas secession. Despite the fact, it says Newsweek, there's no provision to secede in the U.S. Constitution. However, there is right. a provision if you look back far enough in the Texas Constitution, uh, the states. Right, secede-
0: but that was Trump. But that was Trump by civil war law. Yeah, we talked about right. this right right after that convention, and they uh, were Thousands upon thousands of signatures short, and I think they have till it may have been December 1st to get the filing done. Well, so in
1: June of this year, yeah. the organization had that petition campaign, uh, the Texas election yeah. code 172.008, I believe. The section of the election code allows voters by petition to place a question on a party's primary ballot in short by collecting 97,709 signatures and submitting them by the filing deadline on December 11th 2023 oh, December 11th, okay. yeah they could actually pass bypass the SREC's ballot proposition process and compel the party to put that question on the ballot right, right. And so and i'm i'm of two minds of this it if if it is such an outlandish idea Put it on the damn ballot and let and let the Republican voters decide, right? how How they feel about this? If it's such an outlandish question, I have a feeling, just knowing the people of Texas the way I do, that if the question is put to them, they, they're going to reject it. You know, there there'll be a majority who says they yeah. want to stay, they want to remain Americans. I think what the the the, the powers that be are trying to avoid is a good showing for those who say, hey, America is not America under Democrats anymore, and the only thing to do is leave. What do you say?
0: Well, one, this convention that they had in Houston, again, I think the grand total was like 100 people that showed up to this. They're thousands of signatures short, so it's all kind of a moot point anyway. Secondly, any secession talk, has been ruled on multiple times by the Supreme Court. Can't do it. Can't be done legally. And I mean, I guess you could start another, you know, civil war if you wanted to and and secede. But all that law's been been gone through, and you know, Texas can't leave. I don't care what the Constitution says. And thirdly, if it ever did happen, if secession ever did happen. If I'm Mexico, I'm invading that day because we ain't got no army, we ain't got no money. You know, I mean, it's just.
1: <laughs> actually, the actually that's, just, that's
0: that's 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 where you're it's wrong. The silliest idea well, I've ever heard. Well,
1: wait a minute, that's where you're wrong. Uh, Texas has, if Texas were to secede tomorrow, the military uh-huh. equipment and the assets that are on the ground here today would make them one of the largest military standing militaries in the world. That's number one. Number two, the state of Texas pulled its gold reserves back from New York four four years ago. So we are the only state in the union with its own gold repository, Texas. Okay. So, in theory... uh it would be formidable. It would be it would, and Mexico would have its hands full. Now, Texas would too, because you'd have the United States on all sides and Mexico in the South coming yeah. in and try to take over this territory.
0: I, I don't know. It, it would be whatever. It'd be a mess. The, it'd be a mess. It's the dumbest idea ever where the United States of America stop the nonsense. Vote the right way, and it won't be a concern. Texas won't have to secede, right? Well, there you go.
1: Yeah, another thing. You know, you said it's it's not. There's not any way to do this legally, and of course, when and this this is this is the kind of talk of secession and and stuff that erupts when your own federal government breaks its own laws. Because there's there's no way legally that Joe Biden could be ushering in 8.6 million illegal aliens, millions of them unvetted. There's no legal. That That's not legal what they're doing. None of this is legal. So the idea that a federal government is going to clamp down on a state that's violating the law when that federal government's violating the law itself, on multiple yeah. fronts, I would say, is uh, th- that's what's so problematic about having socialists having Marxists in charge because they undermine mm-hmm. everything. You know, they they undermine the very rule of law that is such a stabilizing force or was a stabilizing force in this country. Yes.
0: Yep. yep. It's frustrating, it but is. you know, I mean, I can't. it must not be bad enough because we have what we have. Cause
1: we have what we have. Any, uh, any uh, plans for some beer bread in the near future?
0: some beer bread. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got some beer in the fridge. I could probably whip up some real quick. It's yeah, things, big deal. things have cooled off, man. I Get like that, that. Yeah. that
1: famous Sean Chastain chili recipe and go to town.
0: I've got the ingredients, so yep. I just have to do that. Yeah, buddy. There you go, pal.
1: All right. Hey, thanks very much. The show behind the show has wrapped this time around. Sean, talk to you next week.
0: All right. Peace.
1: That puts a wrap on this Salcedo Storm podcast. Visit for me, if you will, two websites, my friends, texasscorecard.com, all the latest in Texas, politics and news and otherwise, and also chrissalcedo.com. That's where you go to find the Chris Salcedo shows on talk radio, on TV, and all of our social media hookups, including X and the big presence, the grand poobah on Truth Social. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. In short, we, the people. Stay safe out there, my friends. The holiday season is off and
0: rolling with football in full stride and basketball and hockey hitting midseason form. BetOnline.net is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot
1: for every pro and amateur sports. BetOnline has info available with both desktop and mobile
0: access at any time for almost any sport that is played, including MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. Online, where the game starts.
1: Houston, we have a uh, serious prize here. Repeat, did you say serious prize? Oh, yeah, it's a once in a lifetime experience from the Texas Lottery and Space perspective. Now you can win a luxury trip to the edge of space.
0: Wait, seriously? So anyone can win a trip to the edge of space? Yep, just play $1 million cash blast scratch tickets and enter for a chance to win. That's a serious prize, all right. Play $1 million cash blast scratch tickets for a prize that's out of this world. Must be 18 or older. Play responsibly.